0: I want to read to you uh, a text I received yesterday morning and I want to have Kathy Mincer, Dina Shoemaker, and Bonnie Limbert. If you would hurry up here. This is a text yesterday morning, 9.02 a.m. Pastor Lynn, I know about a really cool, unique miracle. If you're interested in hearing about it, give me a call. Well, I gave her a call and got to hear about this incredible miracle, and I said, you know what? We need to have that. Absolutely. I want miracles shared, testimonies on Sunday morning, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where's Landon? Is he here? Yeah. Yeah. Get on up here, Landon. Landon. Son of John and Anna Bays. Yes. While we're getting ready here, okay. Dina ended up teaching the class Wednesday night, and this when all of this ended up ultimately taking place. And I'm going to just hand her the microphone first between her and Kathy. I have given them three minutes. Ready, set, go. <laughs>
1: he knows me well. (laughs) So, um, Wednesday night, even though I wanted to be in Pastor Rich's class about how to be a friend with God, God kept saying, I want you to join the healing class and I want you to help. And then eventually, uh, last Wednesday, he said, "I I felt like I was supposed to help teach. And I did teach the class on how to receive words of knowledge for healing last Wednesday. And so... What a word of knowledge is for healing, uh, it comes from the gifts that are available to us in First Corinthians 12, where he says, to some he gives the gift of wisdom. To some he gives the gift of knowledge. So in, knowledge can come to us from God. It's a supernatural way of receiving knowledge. It's something you, there's something, something you couldn't know unless God decided to give it to you. And when God gives you a word of knowledge for healing, You know that you know that you know that you know. Your faith raises inside of you, and you know that he wants to heal. It's not someone asking you, would you please pray and ask the God that you love to heal? It's it's like God saying, I want to do this. And so that's what we taught on on Wednesday night. (laughs) And then after teaching on the ways that you can hear God give you a word of knowledge, then after we prayed that God would come and would fill them with the gift of the word of knowledge. And then after we asked them to pray and ask God for a specific word of knowledge for tonight. Someone that they wanted to he- that God wanted to heal that night, when, last Wednesday night.
0: Whew. <laughs> we're good, <It> we're so- good. <laughs>
1: It was so exciting. So then, Landon, he gets a word of knowledge. How old are you, Landon? 16. Okay, so we have a teenager who's decided to say yes to God. And on Wednesday night, he's been sitting in a class multiple times trying to learn what God has for everyone around them in terms of healing, not his own healing. He's trying to find out how to get healing to others because he's found out about the love of Jesus Christ. He's learned about the love of God, and he wants to share it with others. So, Landon, (laughs) can you tell us about how you received a word of knowledge?
2: Yeah. So, like, a couple days before that Wednesday, I'd gotten a pain in my hip that made it hard to walk. And, like, I had my mom and dad pray for it, but it wouldn't go away. And so when we were in class, every time Dina mentioned word of knowledge from pain, it would hurt again. (laughs) So I figured it must be, so I stood up and asked, and um, Pastor Kathy came and... So I was sitting next to...
3: Bonnie during prayer meeting and just ask her how she was doing and she said well I've got this pain in my hip (laughs) and he described it exactly as she had said to me exactly so I went running after Bonnie and I was already I was in Pastor Mincer's class sitting because I have been having such pain in my foot and my leg. I was born with a condition in my feet. Age 11, I found it out. And I've suffered many, all these years. And anyway, I went out in my car, because we ended a little sooner than they did. And I was started the engine, and pretty soon I heard a tapping on my window. And it was Pastor Kathy, and I rolled it down. She said... Bonnie, Bonnie, there's a word of knowledge. They want to pray for you. I went in, shut my car off, went in, and Landon, I'd never signed before, and he prayed twice, once while I was standing, once while I was sitting. And immediately when I walked out to the car, I thought, man, the pain's good. I don't feel that pain in my hip. <coughs> and not... oh. And not only that, I know it comes from my bad ankle, but it must have uh, got the sciatic nerve. And it was so painful for three weeks. And, man, it it was terrible. And it has never came back. But my ankle's a little weak yet. I still feel it a little in my ankle. But I'm walking so much better. (laughs) I Praise God. I have went through fire tunnels. I have prayed over the years and of all things the Lord's just touched me finally. (laughs)
0: How
1: how many years have you been dealing with this condition? Since I was 11 years old. (laughs) And and what does it feel like now? Well,
3: like a little weakness in my ankle still but the other was fused. They finally took the pin out last fall of the other one because that pin was about three and a half inches long and it was giving me a lot of problems rubbing where it shouldn't, trying to work its way out and I never could get it to 63 to retire. I was 58 and a half and the Lord said and I said, I'm done. <laughs> but anyway, I praise God for this healing that he has done in Amen. me. Amen. Praise God. Yeah, thank you.
0: Wait, 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 Bonnie, <laughs> Bonnie, Bonnie, stick around just for another minute. I think Dean is getting ready to pray for you for complete healing. That yeah. this is done, done, done.
1: Yeah, that's that's called a word of knowledge. He just heard because I was thinking this. Thing.
0: And everyone, if everyone would expect, you got it.
1: Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, I was hearing as you were speaking that just to pray for all, for all of it, every single bit of it. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for everything you've done. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, you Pay for our healing on the cross. You paid so dearly. We thank you, Jesus. And we just pray right now. We just come and we just. We just say yes and amen to what you amen. want to do here, Lord. We heard, Lord, you wanted full and complete healing, yeah. and we just say yes. Yes, thank you. Yes, Lord. we release that now in the name of Jesus.
0: We holy, speak complete holy, restoration holy. over her body, from the top of her head to the very soles of her feet. Every cell thank of her you, body Lord. filled thank with you, your. Thank you, Loving Lord. goodness. Thank you, Lord. In your Thank presence you, is Lord. fullness of joy, and in your presence is healing. Amen. We speak that healing over her body right now. In Jesus' name. And together everybody say yes. Amen. That <laughs> you be Amen. healed. <laughs> awesome. Praise God. Let's just give him a big hand clap this morning for all that he's already done. A praise shout. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. What do you think of this carpet? Anybody notice this morning? Finally, finally. Beautiful. Thank you, Jesus, again. And Joe, the carpet layer Joe. Speaking of carpet and new things and uh, You know, I said last time, on the last Social Sunday, that we were going to be talking about some progress that we're intending to make, some expansion that we want to do, get accomplished, because we absolutely feel the need, and to fulfill that role and that promise, I would like everyone to welcome up here, who's going to end up sharing some, of that vision and and where we are in the process. Let's just welcome Paul Redmond up here to the platform right now. Do your thing, Paul. I think.
4: (laughs) No jumping, no cartwheels today. I'm just shaking right now. Um, I love how common testimonies like this are at our church. Do you guys? I mean, seriously, like you can just yeah. feel it and you just you just hear this and it just touches your spirit and um, wow, uh, I feel like it's just taking me a minute to, you know. I just love seeing what God is doing right now, like in our church. And, you know, I look around and even in in light of what we just saw right here, I just, I just, I look at all the, all your different faces and I think about who God has brought together here in our church and his family. And let's, I'm just curious, if you've been touched personally by a physical healing, if you've experienced that since you've been here, would you raise your hand? That is beautiful. Oh, keep them up. Keep them up. (laughs) Because physical healing is not the only kind of healing, obviously. There's emotional healing. There's spiritual healing. If you've experienced any kind of healing since you've been here, had a touch from the Holy Spirit, and have personally experienced healing, put your hand up high. My goodness. While your hand is there give somebody a high five and say, praise Jesus. <laughs> I... <laughs> Ooh. Um, yeah, so when we, and and actually, I'm just going to share very, very little bit about this, because it feels like it makes sense to do so. When we first came here, it was about four years ago, and we sat, I think right where Craig and Dina are sitting, oddly enough, and uh, we were kind of in a bad place, just, just sort of a wreck, but uh, the, the, the main thing I remember is how bad my back was hurting. I, I had back surgery back in, like, 1995, and my back was just hurt. I mean, it was worse pain than I had in 20 years. And and so here we are in a new church, and it's like, it feels so loving, but it's different. And I'm looking around, and I'm thinking, and I'm thinking, thinking, thinking. I'm like, man, I don't know any of these people. Man, I don't, I don't even know these songs. I'm like, Lord, what should I be thinking? I'm thinking about what I should be thinking. And... At a certain point, um, I'm like, ah, this is too much. My back hurts. I'm going to sit down. And so I sit down, and I just have my my face in my hands, and I'm thinking, and I'm thinking. And I say, Lord, I don't know what to think. I just want to rest in your presence. And bam, my back just feels like it's on fire right in the center of my back. It's just this heat rush, and I sort of start to turn to jelly, and I don't know what's going on. And then I start to try to think about what just happened. And then before I, it, another time right up here where there's a big knot and, and I'm, just, I'm just melting in my chair and this little doubt starts to float in. Was that? No. And then a third time for confirmation right over here on the side, the last place that must've been tense just melted. And I'm like, Lord, I've been healed. What is this? Oh my goodness. And I, I, I don't think I talked for probably three hours. I saw Pastor Lynn at a barbecue afterwards, and I was just kind of sitting there looking kind of maybe goofy. Maybe how I normally look, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, you know, one of the things about that story, though, that is such a, a blessing is that, you know, we, we were in a weird situation, and I was really not looking forward to church shopping. And so this is, the Lord brought us here through, uh, Rebecca Johnson, um, through our friend Joy. We just came here, and we, we came, and we didn't, you know. We, in that moment, I knew this is where we're supposed to be. And it was as easy as that. I'm not going to overthink it. The Lord said, stop thinking about what you're trying to be thinking about and just have this gift that you weren't even praying about and you didn't even know could happen. And we see these types of things happening in our church day after day after day. I mean, you guys look around, look how many of us there are now. I mean, compared to even just maybe a year ago or two years ago. And it's amazing. And so, you know, in terms of, oh yeah, I, I forgot to mention, I take a long time to get to my point. But yeah, as Pastor Lynn was talking about progress. Um, he mentioned briefly, we've got this, this, uh, this vision, this idea, this goal for a church expansion. And, you know on one hand it's like oh cool the you know building will have some more things but on the other hand it's like well a church building doesn't really matter it comes back to being in tune with what the lord is doing in our church right now what what is he doing we to be in tune with that i if healings like this keep happening and they will as healings like this continue happening god's going to continue bringing more people and as more people continue to come At very least, we're going to need a bigger lobby. I look at what Pastor Tim and Pastor Ezi are doing in tribe, and yes, there it is. As the Lord continues to bring youth out of broken, painful, lost situations from our city into his family, into this place, and they experience healing, they're going to need a cool coffee shop to hang out in as our K-8 through school, Valley Christian Academy, as it continues to see the Lord's blessing, we're going to need more than seven classrooms because it's going to be a K-12 school. So, I would say these are just the types of things that are in consideration, the, the conversations, the dialogue that we're having in leadership as far as what are we doing? Well, We've got some pretty good ideas. We don't have a whole lot of specifics just yet, but we're thinking of everything in terms of how it ties into who are we? Who is God made Valley Church? Um, What are the defining characteristics of this particular family? Uh, Right there, we are a family. How about that? We're a family, we are a place where healing happens. I I think it really really all comes back to our mission. Does anybody know our mission? Raise your hand if you know our mission. You get a piece of candy if you do. Our mission is to, to equip and empower you to fulfill your purpose in Christ. To equip and empower you to fulfill your purpose in Christ. Now, if you were one of the people that was raising your hands earlier... Do you feel more equipped to fulfill your purpose in Christ now than before you were healed? Amen. It's easier to fulfill your purpose in Christ when you are part of a family, when you feel the love, the joy, the peace of the Holy Spirit. And this is the place where that happens, and this is the place where God is bringing people. And so, um, whew, uh, I... I don't know if you guys notice. I, I I usually bring a single page of notes just to, in case of emergency. I can really go off the rails sometimes. Um, I so as, as I was in prayer, you know, I'm, I'm just picturing all of your faces, and uh, I was thought I brought back to m- my daughter Alice when she was about f- three or four or five. We'd be cuddling on the bed or the couch, the whole family, and she'd say, "I have." All my family. And it was the cutest thing. And we said it for years and years, and I just remembered it. And I, I'm thinking about that as I'm like you know, looking at every one of you guys. It's like, all my family. You guys feel that sometimes? All my family. Now I'm going to be completely honest. Because I think this might resonate with at least one or two of you. Sometimes I start thinking,
1: Man, we gotta mess
4: with a tearing apart a building and adding on to it. Do we really need it? We got we got Tim and Bev. We got Rick and Lisa. We got Matthew and Tessa in our family. We even got Ryan in our family now we got Kathy and Jake in our family. We're good. Does anybody kind of know where I'm going with this? It's that little thought, it's that little thought where it's like, no, we're we're good. We've arrived. And, And I don't mean that to be negative, but there is something, there is something where when you're so thankful for what you have and you can tangibly see the people and the faces that you love and you care about, it feels complete. It feels satisfying. But I challenge us to put on the mind of, of Christ because he is feeling that same thing too. He's like, Pastor Rich and Kathy, oh, I love them. Greg, Reuben, where are you guys at? Kiki, all your beautiful wives. I love those guys. I'm so glad they're in our family. But the Lord is also thinking about the people who aren't here yet. He's thinking about one of the kids over in the apartment complex next door who's been thinking about taking his own life. He's, how many of you guys, I'll derail for just a, just a second, how many of you guys believe Planned Parenthood won't be in Idaho very soon? the Lord is thinking about that girl who's going to be driving from Boise to get an abortion in Oregon and she's going to be guided by the Holy Spirit to kind of notice a coffee shop a church on the hill maybe grab a coffee on the way there She's going to be prayed for. She's going to feel something she can't describe. She's going to feel a love. She's going to feel a peace. She's going to feel something come over her. She is going to change her mind. The Lord's thinking about that girl. He's thinking about that girl's baby. What if that baby is the next Pastor Rutzen? One of them was. Guaranteed. One of them will be. And so... All of this is a lot of why. Why are we doing this? I mean, as far as what we're doing, uh, let's yeah. Bigger lobby, coffee shop, classrooms. That's a lot of what. I uh, I'll end with this. So um, you know, you've all heard the old adage. You know, if it's not growing, it's dying. Well, being in tune with what the Lord's doing here, we are growing. We're not dying, and that growth is a sign of life. It's a sign of revival. And so, we have to believe that. I mean, that's part of our vision. We believe that the Lord is bringing revival to our church, to our city. I mean, it, it's, it's happening in a lot of places, but it's definitely happening here. Happening here. And so, the, the, that, that idea of if it's not growing, it's dying, that can be taken out of context. But uh, I've heard it in business. I've heard it in personal growth. Um, I even heard it, my friend Josh, wherever he's sitting. Um, I was complaining, ah, oh, the traffic out here, all oh, the real estate prices, all oh, the—I mean, I was kind of going to that place. And Josh just mentioned—he uh, said, "Yeah, yeah, I just visited my uh, my old hometown where I grew up in New Mexico. Yeah, it's uh, shrunk in population by sixty percent over the last ten years or fifteen years or whatever it is." He said, "I would way rather be here." Does that apply to church? I don't know. What I do know is that growth brings complexity. Growth brings needs, and we tackle those things as we're led by the Spirit, as He gives us wisdom, as He gives us knowledge, as He gives us counsel, as He gives us provision in every way. So, I would um, I would summarize. I would say we're 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 really kind of at a, a crossroads, I guess, where it's you know because on I mean, is it okay? If, Ah, it'll be fine. Um, <laughs> we have considered every option with, with the idea of, you know, doing what we want to do out here, including the option of let's not do it. Save probably a lot of time. Definitely save a lot of money. I'm glad nobody cheered at that. There are definitely wrong times to say amen in church. But we're, I mean, we really kind of are at a crossroads where we, one road says, we've arrived. And we, when we do that, we sort of turn our face away from what God has for us next. And one road says, God is bringing revival here. He's doing big things here. He's working in our families He's looking at this family and he's not quite saying, all oh, my family. <laughs> he's looking at all his family and he's saying, oh, my family. And so we have to be prepared for that. We have to be welcoming to whatever that looks like. Now, I'll, to end, I will say we are not, everybody repeat, re- repeat after me, no, we are not building a mega church. I'm glad you said that. We're in the process of looking at all of our current unmet needs, and what things need to be done to help us continue to equip and empower to to fulfill people's purpose purposes in Christ. Um, we have a great team of counsel, some formal, some informal. Um, Craig's helping out Rick has been a, an amazing Counsel for me Both men with experience In remodels, in building things from the ground up Commercial at, Both men led by the Holy Spirit My friend Jason of over 20 years He does buildings For a living, I don't even know what he does He's an engineer <laughs> We've got a great team though that's working on it And um, all under the leading of you know, Pastor Lynn and the board and his humility And the spirit of Submit to one another in Christ, all while having the fear of the Lord. Put the right people on the job. If somebody has a better idea, I guess what we're saying is, um, for now, we're going to keep you posted all along the way. We'll give updates. We'll let you know what's happening, what to look forward to. But for now, I would say to transition over to Pastor Lynn, be in prayer and be thinking of ways you can help. Be thinking of ideas you might have. And just see what the Holy Spirit puts on your heart and how you might want to get involved. But just look forward to it. Look forward to big things. Look forward to um, the leading of the Holy Spirit in what will eventually be out front here. So that's all I really have. So thank you.
0: Yes, one more big hand for Paul. Isn't he an amazing communicator? And everyone else that's on that uh, that's on that team, and I'm just very very grateful for all of the amazing, incredible, high achieving people that God has assembled here over just the last few years. Like, my goodness, it's amazing. I uh, thankful, thankful, thankful. Find myself like Paul and Tim both. Uh, in the time that we have left I want to have two more testimonies Michelle would you come up here Kiki and Allie would you guys come up here When I think of and when we talk about Valley Church and the culture of Valley Church and an expectation for healing, both spiritual, emotional, physical healing, one of the things that has become very much at the epicenter of of our culture and the development of our culture has been VSSM, Valley School of Supernatural Ministry. Something that we've started 10 years ago and over, I believe Pastor Rich was sharing with me, that over 200 graduates. Up to this point, so, and there had been at one time we had eight different churches that had sent people here, so to be resourced by Valley School of Supernatural Ministry, the pastors, assistant. In fact, this year we have three pastors that are part, three pastors that are that are in our class. So it's 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 incredible in our school, but here's three people right here. All that have been very much impacted by the school this year, all three of them being first years, right? Yeah, yeah. And I would like to just start right here. And and again, I'll just ask for short, how you have been impacted. (laughs) You want to go last. (laughs) How you've been impacted, how how the Lord's touched you through VSSM.
5: Good morning. And introduce yourself first, yes. My name is Michelle Logan, and can you all hear me? I've never used a mic before.
0: So yeah, just get it right on right on your chin. Okay.
5: Well, thank you for having me up here. I appreciate that. Um, when I got to this church, it was a lot like what Paul said. You know, that very first time you come here, um, you just kind of get settled and you know. I was church shopping. This was my first stop and I never left, so, and God told me that day that if you, if you continue here, and you continue in my world, or in my word, your world will change, and it definitely has. I've been coming here for about two years now, and it's rocked my world in amazing ways. Um, I was one of those really closed off, you know, come to church, and like this, and I didn't um, really talk to anyone. I always had my head down. It was, a lot of it was a self-confidence issue, and a lot of it was a trust issue uh, due to my older church and other things in my life. But uh, when I started coming here, I started opening up little bit by little bit, and then um, a friend asked me, hey, are you going to do VSSM? And I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it just wasn't something that I felt like, I could do. It was weekends, it was Thursday nights um, to 9.30 at night, and I have a daughter, and I have a full-time job, and I have a husband, and it just didn't seem like something that I could spend the time doing. Um, And it just kept coming up. People kept asking me, uh, and I was like, you know what? I don't want to do this, so I probably should. (laughs) 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 And that's exactly what happened. And the first time I went, I was closed off. And Um, had my head down and my, and God told me, you don't get to put your head down anymore. I want your chin up. Even when you pray, I want your chin up. And that happened during worship at VSSM, which worship at VSSM is amazing. It's, it's very, it's, it's just so sweet and small and vulnerable. And that's exactly what I needed. And I have heard the Lord speak to me more in worship, especially VSSM, than I ever have before. Um, Just every time I felt like I needed, my old man nature wanted to say no to something, I started to realize that I needed to say yes to that, because what the old man nature wants me to do, that's what I shouldn't do. So I, and I started to, through VSSM, I started to get that understanding of my identity in Christ, of who I am in Christ, and that I am able and strong enough to be the person that God wants me to be instead of be that old man nature that is so easily comes to us when we're not walking with the father. So that is what I have learned. Um, Beautiful. Yeah. I'm, thank you.
0: A great deal of first year is about identity, understanding who we are right. in Christ. Yes,
5: And that... And that is true. It does work. It does happen. And if you, if anyone is thinking, no, I don't have time, um, just do it. I, would, I, I, w- I wouldn't change it for the world. This is one of the best things that have ever happened to me.
0: <laughs> All right, young lady. You can introduce yourself and go for it.
6: <laughs> I'm Allie. I'm Kiki's wife. Well, that's what or, I guess. Well, Kiki's
0: your husband. Yes.
6: And that was a big thing is finding my identity, not only in my marriage, because everybody knows geeky, um, but finding my identity in Christ. When I came to this church, I, <laughs> I was, I felt like a broken little girl just trying to find her father. And I feel like I did that. Yeah. I'm, I'm worthy and everybody in here is worthy if you feel like that. You are, and he'll meet you right where you are. I think the biggest um, statement um, to me that stands out is God is bigger than yesterday, and he is and he will continue to be. I am not the same person I was a year ago, um, and I think I have found my identity in Christ, and he loves me right where I'm at, and he will meet you right where you're at. And, yeah, that's the biggest thing. VSSM has taught me this year.
0: Beautiful.
2: (laughs) I'm Kiki. I'm Allie's husband. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Um, VSSM actually has impacted my life in many crazy ways, but the reason we're here actually right now is because of VSSM. We were in a different church, and for, I want to say seven years, I went basically by myself and I would pray like, God, man, why is my wife not on fire? Why is she not here with me? And he would comfort me, but at the same time, I, I felt lonely and, and one day she actually got invited to VSSM and I was like, she left, I put worship on me and I was like, God, okay, this is a chance right now. And she gets home and I, I jump in bed and, I'm, and she comes in and she flicks the <laughs> light on and she's like, babe, and I see this glow on her, and she's like, "Babe, you gotta go to this place." And she starts telling me about how Jesus touched her heart, and I was like, <laughs> just blown away. And I was like, "Wow!" Like, thank you, God. And then I was like, "Well, wait, I'm part of a different church, so how are we gonna, how's this gonna work out?" And it and it just God just formed it, and we ended up going to VSSM. And Pastor Rich asked us the first class. He said. What do you want out of this? What, what why are you here? And I wrote down I don't even know why I wrote I just wrote it down and I was like I was like to ignite a flame in my household. And but it was like when I wrote it I was like, wow, well, that well I'm going to come back to this at the end of the year. And a couple of weeks ago, me and my friends were upstairs and when we came downstairs, my wife I this identity she found her own identity and it broke me because I walked down the stairs and She's worshiping by herself and the presence of God is so heavy in my house and I wasn't even there. I just walked into it. And I... VSS, if you guys are even thinking about it or if you're trying to reject it from your mind, don't do it. I promise you, it'll change your whole household in so many different ways. You're going to learn things. You're going to be... God's going to show you so many different things that you never even thought were possible that's all I got
0: let's give one more hand for these guys that's just like okay in these last 12 minutes I'm going to talk really fast. When I was talking to Allie out in the out there in the Thank you. Cry baby. When I was talking to Allie out there in, in the front, and we were talking just a little bit about what what VSSM meant to her and what's happened. And instantly, big tears welled up, and she started crying. It's like, oh, "Don't do that! Don't do that!" It's like so. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. So, if you would turn with me to Second Chronicles, chapter sixteen, verse nine. We know uh, the Bible tells us. The word tells us. I, I think it's in Peter that the devil goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Everybody's familiar with that. We've heard that over and over. The devil goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And 2 Chronicles 16, verse 9 says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart... Is loyal to him. Mm, just the opposite of what the enemy is doing, going to see whom he may devour. God is looking for somebody that he can just pour himself out onto and into to make them strong on ah, strong for him whose heart is loyal to him. Everybody say, Loyal to him. It's a heart position, and when our heart position is loyal to Him, Uh, I titled this message that I'm getting ready to speak, and Michelle got up there, and the first thing that came out of her mouth that she had problems and she had trust issues from her previous church. And the title of my message is, Can I Trust You? It's It's like, wow, can I trust you? Can I trust you? God is looking for someone that He can elevate, that He can raise up, that He can show Himself strong through, that He can trust. Can He trust you? Can He trust me? You know, I've shared just a little bit on this before that I can look around at this congregation, and I look at it's like C.J. and Alicia. It's like wow, and I could just look and see face after face after face of incredible high achievers that God has brought and assembled together here for such a time as this. And I sometimes pinch myself. I I think of, well, he he talked about, uh, Paul talked about Tim, you know, Tim who's leading the men's ministry right now. Tim and Bev. and, And I look... Jerry and Linda, Matthew and Tessa, Dustin. And I just look around and say, like, God, you have so blessed us with amazing, high-achieving people in this congregation. I just look around and say, wow, wow, wow. Thank you, Lord. And, and I have to kind of like pinch myself a little bit and say, why me? Well, now, why would you say that, Dave? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> There's some reinforcement right there. No. I was like, why me, Lord? Why 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 did you put me in this place and in this position when I just look around? It's like, oh man, this is amazing. It's incredible. And I felt like I heard. Not because you're qualified, not because you're a great speaker, not because you're so stinking smart, not because, but because I can trust you. It's like, oh just had those chills like run right down the back of my calves and right you know it's like oh thank you lord ooh because i can trust you It's like okay well maybe it makes sense now <laughs> okay again in the short amount of time that we have here and every time every when i say time 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 I'm gonna get lectured probably 16 times like why do you keep mentioning time why don't you just speak okay I'm gonna just speak for a little bit now if you would turn with me to Isaiah 61 I just feel like in my early morning this morning uh, Paul Redmond kept me up till 10:30 last night and Sunday night or Saturday night nine o'clock is my bedtime because I get up at 3.30 Sunday morning, so thank you, Paul. Uh, <laughs> in my early, early morning this morning, this, this really came to me and said, like, I believe this is the declaration for today. Because the question that's on, on the table and the title of the message is, can he trust you? Can he trust you? I believe God's asking this morning, can I trust you? Can I trust you? Can I trust you? Because what he is bringing into this house and going to continue bringing into this house is hurting people, people that have trust issues, people that have struggled with something, people that need spiritual healings, people that need emotional healing, and people that need physical healing. I remember Barb sharing, uh, sharing a word, uh, it's been a few years ago, like that... The <clears throat> that she heard and she said, Pastor Lynn, he's going to be sending sheep that have been damaged, sheep that have been hurt, sheep that have chunks of their flesh torn off because of the damage that they have experienced out in the world. And for some, Pastor Lynn, she said, this is going to be the last chance, the last stop that they make. And so they have got to be Healed up, bandaged up, wounds taken care of, healed up to be sent out and encouraged. It's like, whoa. So I believe the question that he's asking us this morning is, can I trust you to take care of the people that I'm going to send to you? Now, he's brought an amazing group, an amazing team of, of, of really high achievers, of really smart people here. But the question that he's asking this morning is can he trust you? Can he trust you? He doesn't care how qualified you are. He doesn't care how smart, how much knowledge you have, but can he trust you with the people, with the hearts and souls of the people that he's bringing to you? All right, let's stand together here. Is this, oh, yes, it is. I believe this is a declaration for each one of us this morning. So as you read this, it's like it is you. Okay? It's us. It's me. It's you. Let's read it together. You ready? The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Let's read that again now that we're, now that we're all in sync, that we're doing this together. We got this down. Let's read it together. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and opening of the prison to those who are bound, Amen. to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Okay, while you're still standing, we're going to just go through a, a couple of more scriptures. I want to go to Ephesians 5, verse 21. and i'm going to back up to verse 17 17 through 21 i'm not going to just start with 20 17 through 21 throw somebody up there a curve therefore do not be unwise but understand what the will of the lord is don't be drunk with wine and which is dissipation but be filled with the spirit Speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always. Everybody say, giving thanks always. always. For all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. submitting to one another in the fear of God you know uh, yeah. we don't have time to go to some of the places that I would really like to continue to go or would, would like to go but God has given each of us gifts we talk about spiritual gifts and when 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 I can trust I'm going to you can sit down I'll have you stand up one more time here I'm going to run over time a little bit are you okay with that Okay. Uh, trust, can I, can I trust you? When, when I get an opportunity to, to meet you and, and, and you've come through OK, I'm going to wow, I'm trying to make this fast and I'm stumbling here. Um, the reasons that we, that we come to church, oftentimes, we're driven by desperation. I can remember when I first came to Valley, 32 years ago, I came broken. I came broken. I came searching, not exactly sure uh, which direction, what my ministry, what anything looked like, just, just broken. And here I was restored. But I came out of desperation looking for something. So oftentimes we're coming to church driven by desperation. Everybody say, driven by desperation. And when somebody shows up here that is driven by desperation, it is our responsibility to attend to those people. So driven by desperation. So there are people that are becoming here like that. And there are people who are just coming It's like, okay, I want more. After I got healed and restored, it's like, oh my goodness, I want more of what I'm experiencing and what I'm seeing. I just want more now more. I want more of what he has for me. I then became very hungry. I got healed up, I got restored, and then I got hungry. And then I got thirsty and God's faithful. Those who hunger and thirst after him will be filled. So those that come wanting the more, oh, yes, have we got a place for you.
2: Amen.
0: <clears throat> um. Uh, Yes let's go to first Peter 4 8 through 10 that we submit to one another out of fear of God when we have come, when we have been healed and when somebody can recognize the gifting that we carry and that we have indeed been healed because how many know that hurt people hurt people. And that someone that's in recovery that's trying to get healed up probably isn't going to be somebody that can ministry extremely effectively. That it takes somebody to be checking the temperature to see where they are and when they're well, when they're healed up and ready. Somebody say amen. Okay, it's very important. Oftentimes, somebody comes out of desperation, driven by desperation, feeling like they have got to get right into ministry again. It's like we have left one place because we got hurt, we were damaged goods here, and now I need to minister again. Is this making sense? Are you hearing what, what I'm saying here? It's like, okay, I need to, I need to minister. My worth and my value is only when I can be ministering to people. It's like, no, no, no. There's a re- this is a rehab facility first. You come here to get rehab, to get healed up, to get well, and then back into using the gift that God has given you. Yeah, would you lead that again? <laughs> Yes, we're a first aid center, and we're a rehab center, and that when somebody is ready, when they're healed up and ready, it's like, let's go. Now, now it's your time. Now it's your turn. Okay. Above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will carry a, cover a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. Be hospitable to one another. Be nice. Be hospitable. Host well. And stop grumbling. As each one of us has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. It's like, what's a manifold? A manifold is something where can be multi-ports, where it doesn't just come through one, but it comes through several. The manifold grace of God. So, uh, going back to, can I trust you? Can I trust you? When God begins to assemble and bring people together, and they are definitely people that are really smart, that are really gifted, and that are ready to go, we still have to be certain that they're healed up, that they're ready to go, and somebody has to be taking those temperatures. Everybody understand what I'm talking about now? Okay. So it's not necessarily that you hit the ground with your feet going, that you hit the ground running, because there's a time that, that's needed. And now, some people feel absolutely that they only get their worth when they have a hold of a microphone and have some a position of authority. Again, the Bible talks so much about humility. God resists the proud, gives additional grace, favor to the humble. Where we come in, Heidi, Heidi Baker talks about stay low, stay low, stay low, stay low. When we come in low and let God do the elevating, man, that's the way that it's supposed to work. When we come in saying, this is my gift, I'm ready to go, put me in coach, I'm ready to play. It's like, well, we got to make sure you're healed up. We don't want to see you causing a tragedy where you've injured somebody else. Okay. 1 Corinthians, uh, we're going to go here for just a second. 1 Corinthians... uh, 14. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 12. Even so... Since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. It's not for your glory. It's not for your benefit. The gift that he's given you is for the edification, for the building up of the people in the church of God and that you excel in that gift for that purpose. So he gets the glory. Let's stand together. Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for this amazing family that you have assembled together here this morning. I thank you for every gift, every spiritual gift, every natural gift that's represented in this, in this congregation. And I am absolutely humbled as I look across this congregation and I look at the faces of the people that you have brought together here at Valley Church. I give you thanks for each one. I pray that you would bless each one, that you will anoint each one in their gifting, that they can use it as you have called and directed them And that you indeed, through the efforts in this church and the leadership here, would equip and empower them to fulfill everything that you have desired for them. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. I would ask the prayer team up here if you have a...